sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tate Stevens, along, as always, Mr. A.J. Cronk. Yeah, man. Okay, today, good gigs, bad gigs. And um, now, this doesn't have to mean 100% musical, okay? Mm -hmm. Could be jobs. I mean, you know, I call my job or whatever a gig, you know. know. Mm -hmm. So it can be a job or musical job. Okay. Okay. So kind of keep that in, in your head while you're thinking about this stuff. So um I think there's a lot of a lot of people can kind of relate to having a bad job. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And and <laughs> good gigs, bad gigs, man. Let's start I'll, I you know, I'll, I'll start off good gigs. Um you know, I, I I probably the best gig and this is a musical gig. Mm-hmm. Tops tops of all everything I could have ever done. Okay. And it was play on the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, that was the coolest thing. That was the best gig. That yeah. was, uh, I, you know, I mean, it was one of those one of those times, man, where, I mean, it was so surreal just to be in there. Sure. You know, not just, you know, to see the show, it's awesome. You're at the yeah. Grand Opry. But to be in there, be behind stage, backstage, where yeah. all the artists and stuff are, yeah. and you're in a dressing room, and you know what I mean? And yeah. like, and then when you, the first time you step into the circle, is what they call step into the circle. Mm-hmm. So you get the certain... The the uh, dressing room. You're always in the same dressing room yeah. when you're first time, and and uh, you go in and, and uh, you get your playbills and you get you know things and, and it's like a cool little welcoming thing. Yeah, and and it's uh it's it's one of those it's one of those moments in my life that you know you dream I dreamed of as a little kid you know and listening listening and watching the Opry with my my folks and and uh, you know it's like just to to be on the show where, you know, all all your heroes, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the people that you've looked up to forever and ever and ever. Um, of course. Every, everybody's got to stand in that circle. It's hallowed yeah. ground. It, it, it's weird, dude. Yeah. And, I mean, it is. And and uh, the, so very best thing, Trump's, Trump's winning the X Factor, Trump's winning all that does, it trumps everything is just to be able to play on that stage. It was, yeah, man, it was cool. It was really good, and I, you know, it sucks because I don't remember. Like I didn't, I didn't remember it. Like, yeah, it was one of those things. Like, what did I say? Did I was I? Did I do? Can I go out again? Can we do that again? <laughs> That's just a practice run, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. And and my wife, my wife was like my because I, I had brought my mom and dad to, to Nashville for that show, and and my wife and kids were there because I'm like, this is the the biggest thing in my life. This is the biggest achievement of my life. So I wanted them there. And, and they were off to the side down here setting in the audience. And I just, you know, my wife's like, Tater, your face. You know, you walked out and she was like, you're, you're, you just never stopped smiling. Yeah. The whole time you're just like cheesing the whole time. And I was like, I don't remember it. I don't remember. Yeah. The, the, the weird thing was, is I was staring at that circle. Oh, yeah. Walking out, I was like, <laughs> just focused on it because I knew if I, if I, if I didn't, if I couldn't, you know, because I looked out and you can't really see the dark and the flashes or stuff are going off and people are clapping. But I could, I know I had to stand right there and you know what I mean. And yeah. I, oh, I well, yeah. stepped into the circle. It was just like, and then I couldn't feel my feet. Like I, you know what I mean. It was one of those times that was, it was your. I was almost like I was watching myself. You know, an out of body experience kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, just because of the the history of country music and the history of the music that I love and that I respect so much, and and the people who who did it before me, who made it possible for me to do it, and gave me the ideas and that I wanted to do it, or you know what I mean, that yeah. influenced me. Um, oh my gosh, Charlie Pride was there. I mean, it was just like it was so amazing, and I got to meet all these people, and so I, I went out and I sang my two songs. And uh, my two songs were over. I walked off, and I'm just like, "What happened?" <laughs> like literally, I yeah. didn't. I don't remember what I said. 
I, I don't. But you got it on video, right? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I really, well, it's got to be out there on YouTube. You know, I'm sure somewhere. somewhere. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But anyway, so so my my very first time playing the Opry, man, it was just one of those weird, surreal moments that that trump anything I've ever done in the music business, and and probably will forever trump everything oh, or anything that I guarantee I get to do in the music business. The the next step for me is to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry. That would be. Then I would be like, okay. I next to this podcast anyway, right? Yeah, next to that. I mean, this is pretty cool. Yeah. We're pretty cool what we do. But <laughs> yeah, so that's probably my all-time, all-time best gig. Okay. You know, all-time good gig. That was it, man. The Opry. Every time I played it, it was weird. <laughs> every yeah. time. I did the same thing every time. I'm just like, you yeah. know, freaking yeah. out. And then, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, man. All right, best, best gig for you. What do you think? What do you got, dude? Best <laughs> well, gig. it's nothing near the Grand Ole Opry. Right. But, right. no, I don't know. You know, I just, since we thought to do this, what, uh, three seconds before we started recording? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, haven't had a whole lot of time to recollect, but probably some of the best shows I've played here, maybe the, the, the ones um, I did at uh, Power and Light. Yeah. You know, some of the, because, you know, um, being in a bar band like I am, you got your yeah. small PA, got you, you know. Yeah. Um, but you get out there, it's full big, system, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it just, everything's Sounds big. Just, it's like next level <laughs> type of a sound yeah. and everything. And, yep. you know, everybody always comes up to you, just like, man, you guys sound awesome out here. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, I know, we're we're going to be at uh, Jimbo's Bar and Grill next weekend. <laughs> you, you come know, see uh, us. Or maybe use... Uh, yeah. One sub and one main in that place, and you know, yeah. no, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. It's uh probably probably that gig, yeah, you know, just because of the production level and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's it's a good one. That's a fun gig though. Yeah. Power Light's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a good gig. You know, the Clay Walker show we did, yes, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, great crowd, great. It, it worked. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everything worked. So that's a good one. Um, another another one of I think second best gig for me. Um, was the Midland mm. Midland show? Yep. Um, the the Midland shows plural, and then Starlight the the um, Yalapalooza that we headlined. Um, I would put those second was because the one was my homecoming after the show mm-hmm. after the X Factor, uh, which made it special. Sure, you know. So you know, you're never famous in your hometown. Mm. Like that's kind of a thing. You never make it big in your hometown. Um, but it sure in hell felt like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That night, it sure felt it felt weirdly uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, I was M- M- Michelle, my my day to day at the uh, our management company. Uh huh. She said, "You sold the first show out in thirty minutes," and I'm like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm Garth Brooks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, that's <laughs> not really, yeah. but, but I was like, "Oh my, are you serious?" They sold out in thirty minutes. She was like, "Yeah," and so she said, "We opened another show, and it sold out within an hour." Wow, I'm like, "Oh my god," you know, that's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. So, uh, and then again, so we go that summer um, to uh, Starlight Amphitheater, mm-hmm. beautiful amphitheater, sure, and and uh, did the Yalapalooza, headlined that. And had some there were some big artists on there, and like Cole Swindell was on that, Chase yeah. Rice was on it, Aaron Lewis was on it. Um, again, because it was at home, sure, and it was a big, it was a you know, it made made us feel like rock stars, you know. Yeah, it was one of those things, and and uh, so those. Of course, the name Yalapalooza doesn't ever hurt. Right, right, yeah, 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 <laughs> and and that's where when I was on the show, um, they asked me what I would do with five million dollars, you know, because. You, you don't get five million dollars, but you know what I mean. They were like, "So what yeah. are you gonna do with your five million dollars?" And I was like, "You know, I'm a, I'm gonna have a big ass party, and everybody's yeah. invited." So that was our big ass party. Yeah, Galapalooza was. Yeah, so it was fun, man. Uh, hung, hanging out all day. You know, sure. I, they had the Johnsonville people there. I was cooking brats, and you know, I was throwing hot dogs and stuff at people. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good times, man. But and I'd say also um, mentioning Power and Light a while ago. The one I played out there with you was pretty fun. 
Yeah, the Clay Walker one. Yeah, it no, was, no, 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 the one that we did the. What was it? Uh, I guess Hot Country Nights. Oh, Hot Country Nights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good. That was a good time. That was a fun show. That was a good. That time. was a fun show. Yeah, that was good. We and and it worked that night, you know, um, because it was a COVID show, so they had mm-hmm. the the picnic table set up for people, yeah. so they could social distance. <laughs> Nobody cared. It, no one cared. It was good. <laughs> it was good times. Good times. Yeah, but yeah. but you know, so you. you yeah, those are so. Those are a lot of fun. I hope to keep doing those. Uh, yeah, you know, in the future. I don't know. Um, now, worst gig. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was your... just gonna say one of my worst shows is my last solo acoustic gig I played up north, mm. and uh, it was like I got done with the song, hit the last chord. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got you get nothing. Yeah, and uh, like. Okay, they're not into that stuff. Let me switch gears and do some of this and do a different like genre or yeah, something. Nothing. 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 Whenever I know like I kind of got it's like I, I need to get them back. I'll do uh I'll, I'll always love you by Whitney Houston. Yeah. I'll do that one. Because I know that always like people are like turn around, what's he doing? And, yeah. And uh yeah. you know, at the end do the big modulation and just hollering, you know high notes and people yeah. are just like oh okay oh, that's good yeah nothing silence i said this is the last acoustic show i will ever play mm. i'm never play. so i called the guy that, that books the shows <laughs> i text him as soon as i left i was like cancel all the rest of my dates i'm i'm just done yeah. solo acoustic shows i'm done yeah, it's tough that's a tough gig yeah um i don't i won't i don't like doing like i wouldn't mm-mm. If I got to play a couple songs by myself, that's okay, mm-hmm. you know. But if I got to sit there for a couple hours, and, and no way, no. Yeah. Here's the, here's why, and and I'll, I'll say it about all acoustic music. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good a guitar player you are or how good a singer you are. You know, after after about forty five minutes of one guy playing a guitar and singing, you're kind of done. Oh yeah. You know, you're just like okay. Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, Chris Stapleton, I would still be the same way. I'm like, man, it's good and you're great, but I've heard that song already, right? Yeah. Or no? Yes, maybe. I don't know. So I, I, I get it. I, I, you know, I love doing acoustic stuff. And, and the reason why is because you can't hide anything. All right. You're just there doing it. Yep. And, if it's bad, it's bad. And generally with acoustic shows, man, it's more interactive. You can get done with the song and be like, hey, what do you want to hear? Right? It's table, yeah. table five over here. Quick, give me a song, you know, yeah, and just absolutely. do something. And, and it's fun. And it's that, kinda, yeah. And it's kind of intimate yeah. in those settings. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've had full band shows where no one, they could have cared less who was up there playing music. We were just background noise. Minnesota. I was in Minnesota. This is years ago. Dixie Cadillac Band. We get we get to this little bar. It's like a sports bar, so right off the bat, we know we're in trouble, mm-hmm. right? And back then, we had these big old, big old speaker boxes. It looked loud, yeah, you know. And they could be loud when we turned it up, but so we get there, and and the manager's like, "We're sound checking," yeah. <laughs> and we knew the place is about as big as an Applebee's or a little bit bigger. <laughs> no, he we're sound checking like we're. We've just started drums, you know, doom, 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 doom. Yeah. You know, out front, like, okay, rack one, rack two, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. We're sound checking. He, The manager comes up and is like, wow, that is loud. <laughs> and he was like, man, look how big those speakers are. You guys yeah. are going to be way too loud. I can already tell. I and, can already tell. Yeah, and Dennis is like, well, um, we're we, we're – Barely going to have them on because we know that this is a smaller venue. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. We won't be too loud, I promise. The guy's like, yeah, I don't know about that, man. He was freaked out just because it looked loud. That's why he said, well, he just looks loud, so I think you're going to scare people. So we get done sound checking, and there's no one in there. So it's going to be a little louder with no one in there. But not – I mean, we weren't – literally, our – we we had uh, wedges – then we didn't have ear monitors, so we had wedges. Yeah. I'm like, let's just turn the mains off and use our wedges, our monitor wedges. So we turned the mains off and we're in a corner and there was a railing in front of the stage. Okay. You know, because I think they would move tables from sure. up there to make mm-hmm. the stage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we play our first set. 
And Dennis goes up to the guy. He's like, so we too loud? He's like, yeah, I'm. And, and we had to be there for like four days. It was like a four-day gig. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so this was a bad gig. This is one of my bad gigs. So, yeah. so the next night, again, he comes up. Now there's more people in there. And yeah. he was like, man, this is about right. This is about, still, we don't have the mains on. Uh, well, it was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Saturday night, he was like, we'll have a big, he goes, you guys are really good. You know, people really like you. Yeah. So we're going to have a big turnout Saturday. Tomorrow night will be a big turnout. You know, everybody comes out, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. I said, Dennis, halfway through the show, just start turning the mains on. Halfway through the set. First set, just turn them on. So first set, we had the mains. Just, I mean, just cracked. No one said anything. Yeah. Same amount of people that was there the first night early on. No one said anything. Yeah. It wasn't too loud. Second set, we turned it up a little bit. Third set, more people. It's packed. We're we're going pretty good. No one said anything. You know, and yeah. I'm like, all right, well, just leave so, it. Let it buck, man. And yeah. and. We and, did. Everybody and, was great. Uh, bad gigs. Another bad gig. The one I just showed you with Ricochet. Oh, okay. That was a bad gig. Really? They were the headliners. We we opened. Where was this? This is in Oklahoma. So we go up there, and um, it was like, I don't know. It was big. It was an outdoor venue, like an amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater with no seats, all lawn. Right. Yeah. So. Um, it would be like Carney the Carney Amphitheater, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like the Carney Amphitheater, uh-huh. but bigger. We we get there and super nice people, great people. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know they loved music, and they wanted to be a part of something. So their their son played music. I think is what I was told. I think their son was in a band, so they wanted a venue that their son could just play his music. <laughs> so you build this giant amphitheater. <laughs> It's like a giant shed, man. Yeah, for sure, for real. Just like the car, like it looked like Carnegie Amphitheater. It was, yeah, I mean, it was maybe it was about that size. Okay. Um, well, they got in, in touch with an agent friend of mine, so she called me and said, "Hey, I got this show, and we want you on it. Uh, it'll be you and Ricochet." And I'm like, "Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Where's it at? Oklahoma. It's four and a half hours away from home." Okay. I'm like, "Okay, I'm in." You know, what's it pay? Um, how long am I playing? You're like, you're gonna do an hour. And it's for a military benefit thing. And I'm like, okay, okay cool. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Military benefits, I'm in. Yep. Whatever. It's like on a Saturday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a good deal. Sure. Good, yeah. good gig. So we get there. We set up. Nothing, nothing. The sound is nothing like what it should be for a national, for a national act like Ricochet. Couple Mackie thumps. Yeah, like it was. It was weird. <laughs> it was like it was like a guy yeah. had some old speakers in his garage, oh. and they stacked them up on each side, you know, and <laughs> like the the mixing console. I mean, everything was just weird and janky, and so I took a, a sound guy. I took Matt Russo with me. Okay, and uh, to run sound for. Us. So I was like, all right, Matt. You know, you go down and blah, blah, blah. So Matt is just, he's just staring. I don't, he's like, I don't even, I don't know what to do. Wow. So Rob. Yeah. He was playing drums. So he jumps down and he runs out front while we're sound checking and he's talking to Matt and he's like, what's going on? And they're like looking at this console and the guy, the guy who brought it, like the sound company Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, I wasn't aware that this was like a big show. I didn't know that. I was just told it was like a, a band, just one band, and they had like a five-piece band is all I was told. Oh, and so he they they were trying to figure it out. Well, we get our side working. Now, when we start, they were like, you guys are going to go on at, you're going to play from 7.30 to 8.30. Ricochet's going on at 9. 7.15 rolls around. I am looking at this giant open field. With 15 people in it. Ugh. Been there. <laughs> now, there's vendors. They got all kinds of food vendors and little mm-hmm. amusement rides and different little things kind of set up around the outside, sort of like a mid, we're like in the midway area yeah. and they're kind of setting up around us. I'm like, man, it's 715. Are the gates open? <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
any minute now, people are going to flood in. That's what they kept saying. Any minute mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, okay, we're the opening act. No one's going to get here until sure. almost 9 o'clock anyway. They're going to catch the last half of our show. No big deal, right? I get it. 7.30 rolls around. So I get up. We do our thing halfway through. And now now I would say there's three or 400 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of making more sense. Like we're getting more people, getting more people, getting more people. Yeah. We end our show with like 300 people. There so I'm like, go. there's 30 minutes before Ricochet starts. Yeah. Surely they're going to be ready to come in, right? Surely yeah. they're going to come in. No, nothing. And so Ricochet, they come on stage and they get, well, you know, of course they're the national act. So they get half their money up front before they ever get there. Then when they get there, their road manager goes in and gets the other half of the money mm-hmm. before they ever play. Yeah. I'm just a artist who's, you know, out there playing. Yeah. Um, so we get paid after the show. My agent friend who is helping these people, she comes to me and she said, we have a little bit of an issue. Oh God. And I'm like, what's that? And she was like, well, they didn't make enough money at the gate to pay you. <laughs> they paid Ricochet. Yeah. You know, because they had to, they were, you know, um, and they had to get money out of their account. Like they went to their personal account. The people who owned the complex went to their personal account yeah. and paid the rest of them. Wow. <sighs> And she was like, yeah, they just don't understand. They didn't know. They couldn't afford to advertise on the radio. They couldn't do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I just, I, I, looked, I looked right at her and I said, I said, listen, this is not my problem. Right. And I won't leave here until I've been paid. Oh, man. I have to pay these guys. You know, yeah. these, these guys drove. We drove. From Kansas City from, to Oklahoma. From Kansas City to Oklahoma. We're four and a half hours away from home, which isn't. You know, it's a tank and a half of gas. Sure. You know, I said, but that the point is, you know, I drove and and another person drove to get us here. You know, I'm paying for the fuel in their car. Yeah. And in my car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm paying and I'm paying these guys a show pay of X amount of dollars. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what they're that's what we get when we do things like this. Uh-huh. So I'm, Man, I can't I can't go back to them and go oh by the way because they didn't promote the show correctly you don't get paid can't do it right so they went to some of the vendors and we're like look we can't pay you I had I had ones fives tens I had some change <laughs> no I'm not even kidding I bet they handed yeah. me a money bag the lady handed me a bank bag she was like here. It's everything we had. I don't know what it is. I don't know how much is in there, but that's it. We have no more money. And I'm like, like um, how dare you want to get paid? I said, <laughs> I said, well, if it's not what I have on the contract, then you can just we'll figure it out in court. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get stiffed on this. This is bad. Yeah. This is bad on you, not me, on you. Anyway, so I bet she voted for Carly Rose. Sonic she Claire. did. She did. No, and and actually, she was. They're good people. They yeah, are. Yeah, but she yeah. was just upset. So sure. anyway, I counted it. It was it was uh like three hundred dollars short, which was fine because that extra money I was just going to put in the account anyway for the next gig that we needed more like another fuel bill or something like that. Sure, <clears throat> I was kept a little bit out. And anyway, so it worked out. So that was that was a bad gig though. That was one of those gigs that was just like, oh my god. Wow. I even have a worse gig than that. Oh god. No, it's bad. You have another one. Do I have another one? Yeah, you have another one. Oh god. Good or bad. Good or bad. You think of a good one, I'll try to think of a bad one. I have a good one. I know there's a bunch of them out there, but I have man. a good one. Uh Boots and Hearts Festival in Canada. A good one. A great one. Um, biggest crowd I've ever played for. 50,000 people. It was ridiculous. I walked out, and they had a big ego ramp that went oh, yeah. way out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were there with Miranda Lambert and Dirk Smentley. Okay. So, yeah, it was huge. And um, anyway, I uh, we're, we're playing, and I, I mean, literally, there's there's like, I don't know, it had to be 35,000, 40,000 people there. Okay. And that's, that's a good little crowd. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. I mean, as far as I could see, there's people. Yeah. And it's outdoors, you know. It was, it was awesome. So I go going out to the middle of the ego ramp, right? And I'm like, I look back and I'm like, oh, I got to sing. 
<laughs> running, running back to the mic stand because I was playing. You know, I was out there playing and halfway back, and you get all winded. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, take a knee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling somebody else in. <laughs> Relief. So, so that was an awesome, awesome event, just because of the sheer mass of people. Yeah. And they they loved it. They loved country music, and they were they were it was awesome. What a great time! And then, of course, Miranda did great, and Dirks did great. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, I got to see. I think it was here in, I guess it was at Sprint Center. Mm-hmm. I won tickets um, to see Miranda Lambert there, and I mean, just killed it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's yeah. really good live. Yeah, yeah, she is. And so that was a lot of fun. That was that was probably another. That's one of those good gigs, man, just because of, it was so many people. Yeah. And they were so loud. Then Miranda came out and it was it was awesome. We got mm-hmm. to go out. We went out front for Miranda and we're watching. And, and she had her little bar set up backstage that she does. She takes on the road. And they let us in. They were like, oh, come on in, you know. So it was, it was fun. We got to hang out with them yeah. and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, that's probably – that was one of the good gigs that uh, I was like, wow. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Okay. One more. I'll do one good one one bad and one. Bad one. And right. this wasn't even really my gig. All right. But back when I was playing with old Double D, Drew Davis. Oh, yeah. The old uh, Drews. Yeah. Um, Rascal Flats and Darius Rucker came into town and at Sprint Center. Yeah. So uh, Drew got us backstage there, and we were hanging out backstage, and, and uh, Darius's guitar player was, like, showing me his rig, his amps and stuff, and, and then he took me out behind the the stage to show me like a I guess Joe Don's guitar rig from mm-hmm. Rascal Flats. Yeah. Dude, just this insane guitar setup. And I remember I had all excess pass, so I was just going all the way around that place like thinking, oh, I don't nobody say anything to me. I'll just go back here and see what's going on. And yeah. You know, I sit there behind his guitar tech and was just watching and he turned around and looked at me and I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you going? And I'm just sitting there looking. I'm like, man, this is just wild. Because I'm used to just one guitar amp guitar. You know, yep. this guy had, you know, four cabinets over here. You know, each just freaking pumping loud. And, and uh, you know, it was pretty crazy. But one, well, and actually, this wasn't really a gig. This was a rehearsal. Oh. <laughs> I... For all those listeners, I'm holding up my, yeah. you know, two fingers on each hand, uh, quotation, rehearsal. rehearsal. Um, I used to answer back before, actually back before I met you, uh-huh. and uh, I used to answer these, uh, whatever, was it caseymusician.com or whatever the, the Craigslist was before right, Craigslist right. was a thing. Yeah. And uh, musicians used to post on there, so-and-so needs a guitar player, so-and-so needs right. a bass player, drummer, whatever. And so I answered one from a band here in Kansas City, and uh, it was uh, like a metal band. And I was, and they're like, "We need a bass player." And I was like, "I just want to play music, you know." Right. I can't, I can't find anybody to play music with. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, "I don't," you know. It, everything, everybody here in town that I played music with is just like we never made it out of the basement. Right. We right. all knew like six or seven songs, and yeah, you know. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I don't care. I'll go up and do that. So. I go up there and these guys, it's like, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Their lead singer was singing. It's like what he was singing. It's like, it would be perfectly in tune if we were playing two keys up, you know, he was singing <laughs> like it, it was just the weirdest thing. I'm thinking he, it's almost like he's singing, he's singing a harmony, but there's no lead singer. And he's that's what it sounded like to yeah. me. And uh, then they started fighting with each other and stuff. And and I like I had only seen these guys for you know an hour right. or something, you know. And I'm right. just sitting there like one guy, he's like, you know, the guitar player pulls a cassette out of the cassette player and like throws it at the singer. He's like, learn the effing song and blah blah blah. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god. Wow. So, like, they both leave the room. I start, like, kind of unhooking my cables. It's like, I'm the only one in here, so I'm going to get my stuff, and I'm going to go. Yeah. Because this yeah, is yeah. not for me. Yeah. That so, would be terrible. Yeah, it was awful. That, <laughs> that was probably... You remember the name of the band? I don't know if I should say it on here. Liquify was the name of the band. Oh, well. Yeah, Liquify. It was I'm like sure a hard rock metal band. Yeah, I'm sure they don't listen to our podcast. I'm so. sure they don't, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody's gonna know a guy. Oh, I know that guy. But yeah, it was just the oddest thing. The guy <laughs> like weird. pulled a cassette, like I guess their work tape or something, yeah. and like threw the cassette <laughs> tape the at the song. other guy and like told him to learn the song. And I'm just like, whoa, this is this is not how people should interact with each other, and especially <laughs> when you're in a band. Yeah, right. So um, I'll, I'll I'll give you a couple more good gigs yeah. and in a bad gig too. Okay. Um, the Alan Jackson shows that we got to do with Alan Jackson were amazing. Okay. Um, just because it was Alan Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you're opening for an icon, a legend like yeah. that, it's just different. It's different. Yeah. I mean, catering's different. Sure. Bus placement's different. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, everything is different. Everything's the next level. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was so nice. Uh, super nice guy. And... Uh, Sat on his bus for a while and just talked and and um, that was that was uh, second night the second night George Jones had passed that oh. day yeah and he and he and George were really good friends sure yeah he was really upset sure really upset and uh, he started his show stage is black yep Alan's standing there with a spotlight on him just him he said I love oh, you till I don't. Yep. Man comes in. The band's very lightly lit. Mm-hmm. Barely, barely see him on all the screens. It's George Jones. It's George and Alan's pictures together. It's videos of them doing things together. Mm. Dude, it was bad. It was cool. It was. It was great. It was a. It was a really neat little tribute that he did. Sure. They played like two or three George Jones songs right then, yeah. right at the beginning of the show. That's how he started the show. But it just it was went from black a black stage. You know, no, no, nothing to one light on him, and he said, "I love you till I die." Yeah, the band came in, and wrenching. Yeah, oh, and we were like, oh, but that doing that that run with Alan was amazing, um, and like I said, Kate, from catering to. It was just oh, yeah. next level. Sure. It was cool. It was really cool. And, and they were all great people. Like his whole crew and band, they were great. They were great guys. And, well, someone uh, would tell me Alan Jackson probably wouldn't have much tolerance for jerks running around. No. Probably you know? zero. Probably less than zero. Yeah. Like everybody was He just so, seems like a solid dude. That's but just he's like, also, like, he's quiet. He's yeah. kind of an introvert. Like when I came on the bus, he, you know, he's tall, he's like six foot five or yeah. six foot six or something like that. He's real tall. <laughs> And so I, yeah, I get on the bus and I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Jackson, I'm Tate Stevens, you know." And I'm loud, right? I guess yeah. I'm a loud person, and because he was kind of like, "Whoa," <laughs> like, "Hey, all right, nice to meet you, buddy." You know, we take a couple pictures, we sit down, and we're just talking. And he, you know, he's just so laid back and cool. Yeah. And uh, anyway, probably exactly the way you'd think he'd be. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Slow awesome. talking. Yep. He's just a slow talker. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's quiet. He talks real quiet. He's not real like a loud talker yep. like I am. You know, I talk loud. Um, but that that run with Alan was great. And then uh, my little run with Craig Morgan was great uh, doing the American Who is Story exactly stores. the opposite of that. Absolutely. He's loud. <laughs> Craig is loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't I can't wait to have him on. But watch him. He'll be on. When he, ha- when he comes on, he'll be like, yeah, guys, he'll be all quiet <laughs> yeah. and stuff. He won't be his goofy uh, self. He, but no, doing the run with Craig um, was really that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, Craig was one of the guys who who reached out to me um, early, right after the X Factor. Yeah, uh, I did two of his songs on the show. So I that, was going to say, that yeah, I bet he that did. That didn't help or hurt anything. I didn't help. <laughs> didn't help. Any, but it didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help him. I'm sure either. But uh, um, he. Uh, he reached out like we were at the ACMs uh, in, in Vegas, and I'm doing radio shows. I'm literally doing this. You walk into the room at the ACMs, and it's just like radio station, radio station, radio yeah. station. Then you go to the next row, radio yep. station, radio, and you just sit down. And they're like, hey, Tate Stevens, how you doing? We're on in Philadelphia. This is blah, 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 blah. Hey, guys, how are you? Nice to see you, blah, blah, blah. You know, And it's always the same. How you, you having fun here at the ACMs, blah, blah, blah. Was, you're answering questions at radio stations, right? Yep. Making that connection. With their DJs and stuff. Yeah. So I'm going around the room, and there's every artist in the on the planet in this room. Yeah. And everybody has a time. You got to be down there at, you know, 9.30 or sure. 10 o'clock, you know. Yeah. And so, and he, I mean, Carrie Underwood is walking in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's everybody from nobody to the best, the biggest on the planet, yeah. right? 
So we're sitting there, and about that time, I out of nowhere, I'm just sitting there talking, not really paying attention, and Craig comes up and puts me in a chokehold, <laughs> a rear naked choke. And I'm like, I, at first I was like, I feel this, like somebody do this, you know? And I'm like, I kind of look up, and it's a bearded dude. He had a beard at that time, so I didn't recognize him. And, you know, I'm like, I just grab him, and I'm like, and I look up, and then he's like, <laughs> you know, he does this thing. I'm like, oh, my God. I'd never, right. I'd never met him. Yeah. First time I ever met him. And I'm like, hold on real quick. And they were like, go, go ahead. And then, and then I could hear him going, uh, Craig Morgan just attacked Tate at the table here, blah, 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 you know, and this and that. And they're talking... And I get up and I shake his hand, you know, and I'm in. He's like, "Good, sit down and do your right." I'm like, "No, oh, they're cool. It's all fine. It's okay." You know what I mean? And we talked for a minute. He was like, "We'll catch up. We'll catch up." You know? So man, you missed the boat on that. You guys could have started a Twitter feud. And oh, it'd been man, it'd been great. Yeah, no, no but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so so um, Craig was that guy, and sure. and we always stayed in contact. I mean, like we shared contact information that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's like, "Here's my number." Call me, text me, you know, whatever. Let me know what's going on. Let's get together. And Mikey was playing with me. Yeah. So Mikey played with Craig. Yep. So he was like, we had that connection too with Mike in the band. And, uh, you know, so that that helped that that uh, relationship kind of move forward and stuff like that. And, and uh, anyway, so doing the shows with Craig... You know, being on the bus with him every night it was it was cool, man. You know, because yeah. he's you know Craig is Craig. He's yeah. he's uh, he is what you see is what you get yeah. with him. He's nonstop. He gets up early and he goes to well, he goes kind of goes to bed early. He's kind of an old man, but uh, in that respect, <laughs> but he gets up. He gets up like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, for like four thirty, he's up having coffee. Whether he's at home or he's on the bus, yeah, you know what I mean. So uh, he's just you. You can smell coffee at four thirty in the morning every morning on the bus. And it's like, golly, that's about mm-hmm. what time I go to bed on a bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and uh, just just sitting with him and and having conversation, not about music, yeah. not about the industry, not about any of that. Just hunting and fishing and being, you yeah. know, people. Sure. Um, and he's a big hunter, so we have yeah. a lot. Of, we have a lot in common in that way. And and uh, it was just a good time. It was a good run. Uh, well, if you think about it, when you're touring and stuff like that, probably the last thing you want to do is sit talk, there and about, talk about music. Yeah, uh, but Craig is Craig is one of the best songwriters. Yeah, um, I don't think he gets enough credit for his songwriting. He is so good. Um, and if you ever go to a Craig Morgan show, sometimes not all shows, but sometimes I told him my cat's like, I can't do that. You can't do that to me anymore. Because he would bring me up on stage. Yeah, and I'd sing with him, and we'd do some, and then we'd write a song on stage together. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Because he's like, all right, he literally asked the crowd, give me three words. You know, car. Okay, car. Uh, beer. Beer. Okay, beer. And chocolate. Uh, cho- okay, chocolate. <laughs> and then the band just starts a groove. Yep. And he's like, yeah, fit, like a little bit quicker. So they'll be like, don't, yeah. whatever. He's like, and he starts singing and he starts writing a song right yep. then. And then he'll be like, all right, boy, go. And I'm like, ah, car, chocolate, beer. I'd like beer, chocolate, and I drive <laughs> I like a car. beer and chocolate in my beer. <laughs> in my car. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you can't do that. You can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I've done it a few times with him. The first time I did it, for whatever reason, it worked. Yeah. And 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 so it 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 really worked out. And it didn't, it wasn't terrible. It was it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. And then the second time. I'm like, it's me and him and Aaron Lewis, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Aaron Lewis is a great songwriter. Yeah. You know, so we're all sitting there, and I'm like, and and Craig starts, give me three words. And I'm like, I looked right at him, and he looked at me, and he started laughing because he knows. I told him, I was like, I don't do that. Yeah. That's not the songwriter I am. I'm not that guy. <laughs> so, uh, and Aaron Lewis is looking at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, he's kind of looking, he kind of looks over at me, and I'm like, dude, just wait. Here we go. And then, so, so Craig, Craig, we get three words, and and uh, so Craig starts the band, start, and and it's an acoustic thing, so we're just yeah. kind of play, and you know, and and Craig starts, you know, yeah. you know, starts doing his thing, and and then uh, I'm like thinking, I'm thinking, and I'm like, oh, I had, I have it, I have it, so I was like, I got it, and I said, blah, 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 and I start going, and I do a line or two, and. He's like, oh, that's good, that's good, you know. And then Aaron starts going. Well, Aaron turns everything into 
bad lyrics. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It just goes south immediately, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was fun. And Craig's like, no, no, you can't. No, no, you know. And, and, you know, so we stopped. It was yeah. like, Craig's like, okay, we're done. We're done. And Aaron's over there just laughing. He's just <laughs> dying laughing. Like, oh, uh, that'll teach you for, for doing that. But yeah. those, those two runs uh, for me were really good because of who they were with. Yeah. Uh, the experience, just having that experience, um, you know, uh, getting to play the arena shows and then getting to play the big outdoor venues. Sure. And and, yeah. and then with Craig, getting to break it down and do an acoustic thing. Yeah. Because it was an acoustic. It's called the American Stories Tour. It was called the American Stories Tour. Um, great concept. His mm-hmm. concept was good. You know, I just don't – there wasn't enough emphasis on – the stories part to me, as far as in in the promotion of the stuff, because people showed up wanting a Craig Morgan concert. Yeah, they just thought the American Stories tour was just the name of the tour. Yeah, so he had like an American Stories song. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then when you get in there, it's really intimate. Yeah. You know, it's just us sitting in chairs with the he's drinks wine, which I don't know why, but anyway, he's got <laughs> his little glass of wine and you know whatever songwriting fuel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and and he'll have a songwriter. Yeah, which we had Phil Billy out with us mm-hmm. at that time, which is that's that guy. Golly, it's just he's one of those great ones. And, and anyway, so we had uh, Phil Billy and Craig, and then um, our soldier that was out with us, our wounded warrior that came out and would tell his stories, and him and Craig would talk about it. And then me, I was the artist that he'd brought out. Yeah, and uh, it was fun, you know, because we'd all sing songs and tell story and, and literally tell stories about the songs we wrote. And sure. of course, Phil Billy and I had written together, and mm-hmm. of course, him and Craig have a bunch of hit records together. Yeah, and then you know, Craig's like, "Sing one of those hits you have," and so he'd sing, you know, his number one with George Strait, you know, and I'm like, "Yeah," and then he'd sing a number one he had with Blake Shelton, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there going. What am I doing up here on the stage? <laughs> I'm such a fraud. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't belong. I don't belong here. One of these you, things is not like, like the, the other. Others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yeah. You know, I would just look at him, and, and Craig, would, Craig would sing a hit, you know, hit, and, and he'd be like, all right, boy, go sing something. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. You got to sing all these hit records. I don't have any of those. You know, I'm like, what do I do? You know, here's a song you've never heard. Let me play it. You know, it was kind of one of those things. Uh, but it worked good. It, it was fun, you know, and, and I got to interact with Phil Billy because, you know, we'd written a few songs together. Mm-hmm. And so we'd do a few of those songs. Yeah. I'm like, you know, Phil Billy and I wrote this song together and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and things like that. But yeah, it was fun. It was, yeah. a, lot, it was a lot of fun, but. Shoot, so yeah, I would put those. So those are good. Yeah, those are good gigs. You know, those are those are really good gigs. And and the bad gig, probably the worst gig ever. This was probably this would probably is this be a good one to go out on. This is a good one to go out. Okay, on. this is a good one to go out on. We leave the United States to go to Germany. Okay, to play. Right. When was this? Dixie Cadillacs. Oh, okay. So way back when. Way back okay. when. So. We hop on a plane, and we ship our stuff to Germany. Okay. To Berlin, right? And especially because we weren't flying first class. We were in coach, man. We were in the back with like six people in a row, and I'm like, damn it. You know what I mean? For th- and all you could see was the airplane on the little screen, and it was just like blipping like this. Oh, oh my God. It was terrible. <laughs> awful. It was awful. Anyway, so we get to Germany. We meet up with the guy who is producing these shows for us. So okay. we're supposed to play a couple Air Force bases and an Army base. Um, we're supposed to do a couple outdoor festivals, music festivals and stuff like that, right? Okay. Um, and then there was like a, a bar we were going to play. It was okay. a, a diner, they, and, and which actually was the best thing that happened. Hopefully they weren't intimidated by your speakers. Yeah, No, no, no. Yeah, it was all their stuff. So we don't <laughs> – yeah, but um, anyway. they take us to our hotel room. We're in Brandenburg, Germany, right? So the guy who brought us over there, literally, he paid for our plane tickets. Okay. To get us there and back. So plane tickets were paid for. Gotcha. Uh, Sven was his name. (laughs) Sven, right? Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. I don't remember his last name, but Sven. Anyway, we we show up, and then he was like, okay, we have uh, the Air Force bases aren't ready. And we're like, okay, well, when are they going to be ready? Yeah. Well, we're working on that. So it might be the, they might be the last thing we do. 
Okay. But they have the Brandenburg Music Festival. Big music festival. Thousands of people. Right? So we're one of the main people he's brought over from America. Gotcha. And there's all kinds of German acts on, you know, people from over there that are playing country music. Well, so we had a couple days, like two or three days off, where we didn't have anything to do because the um, the Air Force bases fell through, basically. Oh, what's that mean? Did you shut off? Did the battery, are they not plugged in? Should be. Yeah. yeah anyway, go ahead. Whatever. So um, uh, the Air Force bases fell through for whatever reason. Um, so we were like, okay, well, th- now we just brought our guitars. We didn't bring a, we didn't bring a piano. We didn't bring drums or anything. Sure. Cause all that was all provided. It was all okay. gonna be provided when we got here. We just had to bring our, our instruments, our guitars. So then the army base fell through. He's like, but I have, I have another venue that we, they want you to play at the mall. Okay. Huh? <laughs> at the mall. Yeah. They're going to set up a stage outside in the parking lot, and they're going to have music out there. And they want you guys to come. And we're like, okay. I thought you were going to say, they want you to sit up right in front of Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> so, so, so we get there, and there was a stage. They were, I don't even know if you could call them drums. Drum. It, it, was, it, was, um, <laughs> it was a snare mm-hmm. and, and a... And a ride cymbal. Oh my god! And a kick drum. Mm, and okay. and I think maybe something else. There might have been another thing, maybe a hi hat. I don't know, but it was it was it wasn't a drum set. Sure. Um, the microphones. Okay. Were the ones that you turn on and off. Oh, good. Those the, are the best. The hardwired. They weren't. You couldn't even. <laughs> they didn't even have the. You couldn't even unplug them. Yeah. And there was no PA. Okay. They had two amplifiers. Oh, good. And then a keyboard for Frank <laughs> that was like a Casio. No, I, and I'm not even, I can't even make this up, dude. Like this thing. And Frank. This sounds like the best gig ever. Dude. <laughs> and, and it's like. I looked at, I looked at Dennis and I said, Dennis, oh, we're not doing this. Are we? He goes, yeah, they, they're paying us. Yeah. We got to do it. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. all right. So we plug in, you know, <laughs> this is awesome to the okay. speaker. Yeah, with the microphones. Mm-hmm. There was two microphones. Okay. So Frank's like, I can't even. I don't even. He's playing the piano thing. Yeah. And it and it's literally just coming out of the little speakers on the thing. There's no. It's there's no way to plug it in. <laughs> so we're outside in a parking lot. At, at this mall. <laughs> and people are walking by looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> like what 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 the hell is this? Yeah. You know, because they're like, you know, walking by. So we just we just start playing. Yeah. And just singing. And, and it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. And and so anyway, we get through that. We played for about 15 minutes and I was okay. like, I was I just said I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I want to go home. This is bad. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done here. Sven, you're you're a crackhead. You're, something's wrong with you, dude. Just get me home, right? Yeah. So now, I was all I was upset. So we get back to the hotel. He was like, I'm so sorry. That was supposed to be the right stuff, right? Yeah. You know, like okay, whatever. So the Brandenburg Music Festival was the next or two the not the next night, but the night after. So yeah. two days from that. Okay. So the guy who owned the diner, I said, dude, can we come play in your diner? You know, we came over here to play music. He said, yeah, we have, there's a sound company guy. I know a guy with, you play, he's a band. He has a whole thing. Okay. And I said, okay, you tell him to bring his stuff and we're going to set up in your diner because he, so the guy had told him we were paying for rooms. Oh. And we're like, no, no, no. We have contracts. Here's in the contract. And we showed him the contract. He was like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so it was expensive to call home because mm-hmm. we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. He had to call long distance from Germany. Well, yeah. I'm married, you know, and I'm yeah. like, hey, you know, I need to talk to my wife and my kid every yeah. day, you know, while I'm there. Yep. So they know I'm alive. 
And so everybody would call home once a day, and he had like a $500 phone bill. I bet. You know, just from us calling home once a day. So anyway, little little impromptu gig, it worked. Sure. They actually had real stuff. Okay. You had a real piano and real stuff and real microphones, and, and okay. it actually worked, right? Yeah. And the diner wasn't very big, it was, but it was it worked out. And it was awesome. And mm-hmm. they it was packed. I bet there was... There, there was probably 200 people packed in there like sardines, man, like mm. so tight. Yeah. And I mean, they're standing from me to you. Sure. Like, and we're playing. It was great. It was a great time. Yeah. So then the next day, uh, we had the Bron- the fe- music festival. Okay. Right, that we were, that was the big thing. So they had, you know, we were in part of the bill and we were going to go on like second to last or something. I mean, we were like one of the headliners of this music festival. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, Dennis was like, "All right, we they take a sh- we take a shuttle over there mm-hmm. to the thing from uh, to the venue." Well, Sven is just nowhere to be found. Like, mm. like we don't know where Sven is. He was here earlier, but he's gone right now. And this and that Sounds and this like and that. A foreshadowing here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is me almost going to prison in Germany. <laughs> I was so mad. So he comes up and he was like, "Okay, guys, well." Um, I have an issue. And we're like, what's the issue? And he was like, I can't pay you. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't pay us? He said, well, I paid for your flights. And your phone bill. And and no, 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 no. (laughs) He said, when I paid for your flights, I didn't expect them to be that much. But it cost me like $5,000 to get you guys to and from the United States. And I'm like, okay, not my not my problem. Yeah. So what my problem is, I've been here for a week, like nine days almost. Mm-hmm. It was like eight days. Like I've been over here over a week. Yeah. Haven't made a dime. I could have been making money in, at home. Yeah. You know, we could have been playing gigs at home and, and making money. Yeah. I have a family at home to take care of. You know, I, I can't, we can't. Right. No, no. You're going to pay me. Yeah. I said, here's the thing. You're going to pay me. And then we're going to leave. We're going to get back in that shuttle thing, and we're going to go back to the hotel, and then we're going to get up in the morning, and we're going to drive. Somebody's going to pick us up, and we're gonna, they're going to take us back to the airport, and we're going to go home. Yep. And I'm not playing mm-hmm. because this went through, this went, this fell through, this fell through. You know, it's all been a sham, dude. Yeah. And I said, there's plenty of people here. The f- music festival's doing okay. He was like, yeah, but it's not doing great because everybody we've paid already, you know? And there's a couple big acts, German acts that draw a lot of people and draw a lot of money that that require a lot of money, and we can't pay them. And I'm like, well, I don't care if they get paid. Yeah. But you're paying me, dude. And he he literally opened up the desk and the drawers, and he was like, I have nothing. I don't have any money. Zero. I just looked at Dennis. I was like, okay, I need to go outside because I'm going to hurt him. And and just like go outside, go outside, and then he, then that the dude got mad. What about you know? He's like, hey, you don't talk. And I, I just turned around. I was like, dude, not not right now. <laughs> not right now. I'm, I'm gonna go to prison here. Yeah. So anyway, it was bad. So they just we just I was like, bring the shuttle, let's go. Yeah. So we went back to the hotel. Um, and the the guy who owned the uh, David was his name. Tommy's Diner, but he, the guy's name's David. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, well. Yeah, so he he was awesome, man. He was such a nice guy. And he, he he we told him what was going on, and he was like, I'm getting stiffed on all this. I'm getting stiffed on the hotel rooms. I'm getting stiffed on the phone bill. I'm getting stiffed on the food. Because it was like a bed and breakfast kind of place. Like yeah. they had breakfast down in the lobby area. Oh, okay. And the woman who was there, she was so awesome. She invited us to her house for a barbecue. You know, because her dad loved music. And so we go, and he was like a World War guy. Like, he was old, he was old man. It was awesome, dude. And just, he was sitting there telling us stories and, and like, like, oh, my God, how awesome is this? Mm-hmm. You know? And um, anyway, so it, that was cool. Just meeting the people over there was great, and yeah. everybody was great over there, yeah. you know? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stories in that, but um, yeah, that was probably the worst gig ever because we were gone. We were completely thousands and thousands of miles from home and not getting paid. Yeah. You know, 
and I was I was just like I, I want to go home now you know just yeah. put me on a plane I don't care and uh, we flew home and it was so bad and the guy the guy reached out and was like hey you guys want to come back next year <laughs> no dude what shoot yourself <laughs> in the face <laughs> no yeah. yeah it was bad so that that was probably the worst gig though for could be yeah, just because we had to go out of country to get not to get paid it's funny how that works and people don't pay you and then they expect you to be all buddies afterwards yeah like it, huh. i'm sorry my bad <laughs> try again next year it's no. funny how that works yeah What's up? How are you? Surprise! You're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You are on What's my podcast. On? Awesome. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Good. This is a new uh, a new segment we do on our podcast every week. Um, I just call random people like, hey, surprise, you're on a podcast. Awesome. I'm glad you gave me a call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing real well. Just uh, busy as always. You know, we wrapped up uh, the youth football season here last Sunday um, uh-huh. in the championship game for my, my son's team who I coach. Um, nice. And, you know, work, work and church and all the rest of it. So. Oh, nice. Hey, all right. Well, I got I to gotta introduce you because uh, I didn't do that. I forgot to do that up top. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this, we're talking to my buddy, Mr. Chris Kelsey, former Buffalo Bill. Um, I don't, I mean, what, 10 years with the Bills? 10, 10 years with the Bills. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. All American from Nebraska. Good God. I don't know, man. I don't know about it. How the Huskers doing? I haven't even, I, you know, I haven't even heard. Yeah, they're struggling. They only have three wins this year. We've got a tough one coming in Saturday to uh, Lincoln. We got Ohio State, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll be geared up for them. But uh, yeah, we're just having a a tough time this year closing out games and haven't played up to our potential in a lot of areas. But right, yeah, the Nebraska faithful are still behind our Huskers, so uh, we'll be rooting hard and. Hopefully Scott can get those boys going and get another win. Yeah, absolutely. Now I got to say, listen, um, I'm a little upset. A little upset because your your Bills beat the Chiefs, but um, <laughs> man, I tell you what, that's a that they have built a great team up there. They have, you know, Sean McDermott, who uh, I wish I would have had the opportunity to play for him. He's he's got a great staff and he's doing things the right way. You know, um, I think, uh, they've got a pretty young group. They've got veterans in, uh, where they need them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, uh, him and Brandon Bean, the general manager, they were together down in Carolina and mm-hmm. came to Buffalo together and, and they're, they're doing everything, uh, the right way. They've built it the right way. They've, they've built it the way that, that they believe in and, um, it's showing on the field. They've, uh, just continued to get better each and every year. And, you know, playing in the AFC Championship game last year against the Kansas City Chiefs, I actually went to that game with my wife. Um, uh-huh. Unfortunately, we got beat, but uh, yeah. it looks like they uh, they could be contending for the for the AFC Championship again this year too. So hopefully, it's a Super Bowl year, but still a lot of football left to play. Um, don't sure. want to counter eggs before uh, counter chickens before the eggs hatch. Yeah, to say, but, uh, <laughs> but so far so good. Yeah, absolutely, man. They're doing great. Um, like I said, I it's. Uh, they they figured it out, man. Uh, in the last couple of years, yeah, he he's definitely figured it out up there, and and getting guys that, you know, um, not necessarily huge names um, in, in the in the league. I, your quarterback is great, obviously. Uh, I, I think I think um, he's he's going to be around and and do really really well for for several more years. You know, he's got. I think he's going to have a long long career and a great one. You know, he'll be an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. kind of I think he'll be an Aaron Rodgers kind of guy. You know, when it's all said and done, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He'll yeah. be one of those guys. And, and that, was kind of the, that was kind of the missing link for Buffalo for years is uh, they just they couldn't find that franchise quarterback. And um, just like you mentioned, I think they got a good one in Josh, and he'll be around for several years and keep good talent around them, play good defense, and they can win a lot of football games. Absolutely. So let's talk real quick about when you were playing, when you're in the league. Uh, and I, and I'll, your brother played in the league, too. Yeah, my brother played a year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 
spent a little bit of time in, in St. Louis with the Rams and then decided to call a career and come back home and, and, and start the next chapter. But yeah, he was a, he was a great football player as well. Yeah. Both, once you, both of you were all Americans, right? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must be in the jeans. Must be in the jeans. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks yeah. mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, mom and dad, for that. Uh, no, okay. So let's talk about when you were playing. You, um, who, who? I know you're going to say New England, but who did you love to play but hated to play? Um, well, you you nailed it on the head. It's, it's definitely New England because. The dynasty that they were, um, you know, when I was playing, um, in fact, quick story, the very first NFL game I ever played in was against New England in Buffalo, and we beat them 31 to nothing. Um, and then week 17, we turned around and played them in Foxborough, and they beat us 31 to nothing, and that would have been their uh, first Super Bowl uh, year. So it's kind of crazy how, how, how a season can change like that. But, you know, you respected the heck out of them. They're a huge rival, I suppose. We thought it was a rival. You kind of got to win a few more games against them than what we did to, <laughs> yeah. for it to be a true rival. But right. you always wanted to play against that. You always wanted to play against the best. And uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at the time, and, and for for several years, were the best. So yeah, for sure. You always got geared up for that one. But uh, a lot of a lot of you know bad taste in our mouth leaving those stadiums after playing. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Now was it. Did it feel kind of good when you just smoked him every once in a while? Just get on him and hit him good. Did it feel you were just like, yeah, Tom? Oh yeah, take yeah, that. Yeah, you remember those. <laughs> you remember those for sure. But you know what? To be honest with you, the other I was, you know, prior to him building some of these newer stadiums. Uh, since I've retired, um, I played in every every stadium in the NFL at the time, um, and I always enjoyed going to the. Um, you know, the old legendary stadiums like Soldier Field and Lambert sure. Field and Candlestick Park and and all those uh, those cool places. So um, I really enjoyed playing against, uh, against those teams and those stadiums back in the day. So um, a lot of those memories, obviously, I'll keep keep with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. That that has to be um as a football player or as an as an athlete, a professional athlete, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, whatever. Um when you go to yeah, the Soldier Fields, the Wrigley Fields, the the Candlesticks, the Ford Fields, you know, all the ones that have been around forever and ever that you watched people play in, you know, growing up. Yeah. And and now you're standing in the middle of Lambeau Field looking around going, "Wow." You know, this is yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. The first time, especially, yeah, absolutely. When you're young, especially too, you know, just like you said, you grew up watching watching some of your idols play in these stadiums, and to to be in those those stadiums um, suited up and ready to play a game yourself, it's it's a little surreal. But uh, yeah, a little boy's dream come true, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, man, I appreciate you answering your phone, and uh, it's good talking to you. Good hearing from you. Hope you're well. Hope the family's good. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I, I figured we we're going to talk uh, some hunting or something. Well, That's usually we, all we talk about. Well, I know we can we can do that. Actually, you know what? We'll just have you on. We'll just you just be. We'll zoom you in <laughs> on, a, and you'll be one of our guests. And you'll we'll, we can talk for hours. It'll be great. So um, sounds good. All right, I buddy. Appreciate it, Dave. Hey, listen. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. I got three questions before you leave. Got three quick questions. So, um, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie, wow, I'm not a huge movie buff, but, um, man, I'm really into, I know it's not a movie, but I'm really into Yellowstone right now. I can't wait for the next season to come out on that one, but I've never really been a huge movie buff. Right. Um, okay. All right. I, I, I like it. I like a good movie, but I'll tell you what, uh, my kids are getting a little older now, but there for the longest time, and unless it was animated or cartoon i wasn't watching much <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well I, I can give you that favorite food what's your favorite food i'm a steak and potato guy steak I love and a, potatoes. A good, good steak okay all right well and favorite ice cream or yeah well you probably don't even eat ice cream if you see well just look up chris kelsey if if you're listening to this let's look up chris kelsey <laughs> former nfl guy and he looks like he's 
some sort of bodybuilder guy. He's gigantic. <laughs> well, you like seven foot tall, 350 pounds of solid muscle. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I feel I feel terrible for you. I feel like you got stung by a bee and you're all swole up. So <laughs> Yeah, I need to find the gym. I need to find the gym again. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, look, dude, appreciate you for uh, answering the phone. And uh, we'll talk soon. We'll have you on as one of our guests. Uh, and take care. And uh, like I said, man, uh, talk soon. All right. Thanks, pal. Have a good night. Uh, bye-bye. And that was Chris Kelsey. He's awesome, dude. He's a good dude, man. He's a giant. Seems like it. If you if you look up Chris Kelsey, if you look him up on on the internet, just American football player. Golly, yeah, it's ridiculous. He's a big old big old dude, man. All right, guys, that's the show for today. It is uh, you know good gigs, bad gigs, and everybody's had them. Yep. Um, whether they were in music or just showing up to work and like. Jesus, not today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore, you know. But, uh, all right, listen, make sure you uh, subscribe uh, to the channel. Like, like, like it, share it. Absolutely. Uh, a million times. And uh, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And leave us a comment. Leave us, uh, leave us a comment and a suggestion, what you want to hear, what you want to, what you want us to talk about, or if you want us to try to get somebody on the show that we can't get get on the show, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out, right? So, all right, until next time, guys, thanks again. We out. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.